Hi, this is John Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls, and you are listening to Five Questions with Dan Schaubel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Schaubel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is guitarist and frontman of the Goo Goo Dolls, John Resnick. John is best known as being a founding member of the four-time Grammy-nominated, multi-platinum selling band The Goo Goo Dolls that produced hits like Iris and Slide. He recently released Greatest Hits Volume 1, The Singles, on vinyl and will be touring with the band nationwide starting on July 15th. We talk about his childhood, overcoming challenges, and what he's grateful for during this episode. John, welcome to 5 Questions. Hi, nice to be here. What role did both your four sisters and your band play early in life? Because I grew up in a house full of women, I think that I have a different perspective on women than if I had grown up with brothers. And I also listened to all their music because I was the youngest. I think that that sort of had an influence on my songwriting. And you said that your band was like a family growing up. When I met Robbie, we had, I felt as though I had met my brother and, you know, we fell in love with each other, you know, in in a musical way and a a buddy way, you know, because neither of us had a brother. So we were, we were very drawn to each other. I find that to be really interesting. I'm an only child. So I always say, my friends are like, oh, what is it like being an only child? I've heard that my whole life. And I always say, well, my friends are like my family because of that, because you're still, you're still yearning for that type of companionship. How did the 90s movies like A Nightmare on Elm Street 6 and City of Angels help elevate the Goo Goo Dolls? Well, I mean, those were great platforms. Back in those days, the soundtracks were very, very big. The Bodyguard soundtrack and City of Angels and all the soundtracks for all the films were really big because, you know, you got a variety of artists and all that kind of thing. And if the movie was successful, drove the the sales of the soundtrack thing. So it was a great platform to get noticed. It took our career to like the next level. The City of Angels soundtrack, I just wanted to be on a soundtrack. They, I said, who's who else is going to be on the soundtrack? And they're like, you two, Peter Gabriel, Alanis Morissette. I'm like, I'm in. If I write something that you guys like, I'm in. And it was also something that I really enjoyed doing because I have my subject matter in front of me. I don't have to concoct something out of thin air. Yeah. And I mean, part of what you said is is so important from a business and just a kind of a fun and adventurous perspective is collaborating on the same albums and movies, et cetera, with people that you admire. So by association, that helps elevate you as well. So the movie plus just the connection to those artists. The other thing too is like music in film is incredibly important. And you never realize it until someone shows you a film without music in it. And you're like, whoa, what is going on here? This is really, and music sets the scene. It's like the dark side of the moon. Yeah, it's like you don't even notice, but until it's gone. And you and, and the band have dealt with a lot of complications and issues, Not you know, the minor airplane accident, crazy uh, fans. But how did songwriting help you overcome some of these big personal and professional challenges? It was my safe place to sit with a guitar by myself writing, you know, and there were a lot of songs that I wrote when I was a kid. Nobody's ever heard them. They were written for me to get me through whatever I was going through. Yeah, what what I've heard from a lot of other artists too, it's like kind of therapy and 
Yeah, you know, it's escapism to get away from certain things. Yeah. But the music, I mean, music in general and movies are a form of escapism as well, because you're getting away from certain things. You're kind of mm -hmm. teleporting to a different world and seeing uh, life through the eyes of other people. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Although when I start like really, really binging on film or things like that, I just feel like, oh, my God, I'm just watching other people live. I'm not living myself. It's funny because I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, I don't have a, what's what's your hobby? I don't have a hobby. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll just make music that's different from what I normally do for work. Well, your work and your hobby are kind of one and the same, they which, which is yeah. great, but bad at the same time. Right. You get to yeah. do what you enjoy doing and get paid for it. At the same time, it's kind of like you're locked into that and it can become more of a job and it's not that you lose interest in it, but. It can wear you down sometimes too. It can, yeah, it's like the thing that it helped you escape from sometimes, sometimes becomes the thing you're like, oh my God, I gotta get away from this. Now a word from our sponsor. Looking to improve your employee experience and increase retention? Lomaps is your digital HQ. The one place where employees gather to be informed and inspired, to collaborate and share knowledge, and even find purpose or discover the next big idea to fuel your business. Lomaps helps employees engage with each other through personalized communication regardless of location or language by connecting them with the tools, people, and information they need. Video has revolutionized the way the world communicates. In a recent study, Lomaps found that 66% of employees are likely to access an internal platform more regularly if it featured video content. Request a demo today by going to lomaps.com. And after 35 years, what are you most thankful for? And what would you have changed if you could go back in time? I would have gotten rid of some toxic people a lot sooner. Might have changed the name of the band to something better. Might not have signed a few pieces of paper, but everything leads up to where you are and where I am is great, you know. And you did everything for a reason. You probably signed those papers. It's not like you randomly signed those papers. There was a there was a reason for everything, at least at the time. You only have your current level of awareness to work with. Sometimes you make mistakes. And we made a lot of mistakes, but we were able to persevere. And we had a couple of really good people around us that we could actually trust. And those are the people that you, you would say you're grateful for the most? I'm grateful for, yeah. I mean, I've had the same manager for 31 years. And that's a regular? Oh yeah, but I love him. I talk to him every day. And what's your best piece of career advice? Forget about being famous. If it's supposed to come, it will. Do something of value. Speak your mind fearlessly. It's not always easy. But the world is, is just saturated with celebrities. Do something that you feel is leaving the place a little bit better than you found it. Cream will, will rise to the top. And it's like, don't worry about being famous. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, John. To follow his journey, you can listen to his new album, Greatest Hits, Volume 1, The Singles, and find him on Instagram and Twitter where he shares his appearances, family, radio show, and travels. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. Mm -hmm.